0: And hello, late tea time podders. Look at Tyndall there. You thought I was going to bring him on, but he's already there. I surprise to re- you there, didn't I? I just
1: want to retweet us. Oh, there we are. Look,
0: there we are. There you go. There we go. Get the admin sorted out, Dave. Um, I am James. He is Dave, as always. is the late tea time podcast. And uh, late tea time podders out there, welcome along, as always. And uh, we're looking at two events this time around. Uh, first of all, DT, how are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you. I just, you just caught me unawares, though. Forget, forget my manners there. It's so uh, good, good to see you. How are you? I'm all right. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, the things, things, uh, World Cup just around the corner. What's not to like? Cricket. So uh, England won the um, T20 World Cup. Everything, everything's good in the garden of James at the moment. Mm, good. Um, I mean, we're going to um, look at two tournaments this week. And the uh, reason we always come to you as late as possible was it nearly 7.30 on a Wednesday night as, as things stand. Uh, Mr. Give Dave his chance to wrap his gargantuan golfing brain around the latest news, gossip and uh, information from the uh, golf courses around the world. So we can bring you the very best bets. Uh, and DT, we're going to start off with the uh, DP World tour championship and uh, Rory McIlroy he heads the market he's 3 to 1 which is pretty skinny isn't it John Ramey's 5 to 1 9 to 1 for Matt Fitzpatrick 11 to 1 Victor Hovland my mate Shane Lowry's 14s Tommy Fleetwood is 16s and Tyrrell Hatton is 20s um where are you going to go uh, in terms of this one
1: Well I I do think a big name will win this week um so I'm going to look at the front end of the market. Um, is, is Rory too short at 320? He's playing really well, but is that too short? Just a bit. I mean, he's, if you go down his record, he's, he's had a load of second places in Dubai events. Uh, so he might just get pipped again. But he's got a massive chance. John Rahm's got a massive chance. But I'm not going too much further down. So from the course, um, Shane Lowry was saying that the rough is kind of as deep and as thick as he'd ever known it. So there'd be an emphasis on driving the ball well, which obviously Rahm and McIlroy do, but uh, maybe some of the others in the field don't as much, which makes me more think it will come down to this elite bunch. So I'm not going to stray too far. So uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, um, on the DP World Tour website, there's a story saying... Matt Fitzpatrick awarded DP Wilter Honorary, Honorary Life Membership today. So that was a nice little boost for him. Um, and what, then does he, get, what does that get him? Um, discount at the shop and stuff. 10% off. Like, <laughs> and stuff. So that's all right, isn't it? Um, so he, he loves this event. I mean, you look at his record in this event. He's won it twice, 2016. 2020, was a runner-up last year as well. He's also got a fourth and a ninth. So played fantastic. They, they asked him today why he likes it so much. He said because it, it asks for the two things that you need need to do well that he's really good at, so driving it straight and putting well. Hmm. And he, he also talked about he's – like, he's added some length to his game, so he talked about this week – people used to say, it's a long old course, this. how come you're not the – longest hitter, how can we do do so well? But obviously, as he said, because I'd hit it straight and I put well. But he's in it further now, so he's going to be coming in with shorter clubs. So a guy that was excellent, brilliant on this course, you think he might even get even better. Yeah. So all you really need to know that he's in decent shape. So he's not won since that US Open, but he was a runner-up in the Italian Open in September. And... Uh, last time out, he played the CJ Cup in South Carolina. Thirteenth, finished with a pair of 68. So that was only a few weeks ago. So he's in pretty good nick. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick coming to a course that he absolutely loves. So of those front three, I think he's j- he's got just as good a chance as any of them, and he's the bigger price. So and he's be a win only bet.
0: It's quite easy to work out where we're going to go with this as well, because he's nine to one across the board. He's basically nine to one everywhere. I mean, if you wanted to take him for a place, there's five places, with some bookies and six places elsewhere. But as DT just said, win only nine to one for Matt Fitzpatrick. Is that you finished then in terms of the DP World Tour Championship or have we got anything else there?
1: No, we'll we'll go another one as well. We'll go Tommy Fleetwood. I think he said he was 16s. yeah, his best price sixteen to
0: one. That's six places with the likes of Paddy Power, William Hill, Take Sport, Betfair, etc.
1: Yeah, so he won the Nedbank Golf Challenge last week. Um, came through to win that on a on a day when he thought it could be one of those ones that just slip away from him, but he got it done. Uh, so he comes in here with um, a lot of confidence. One thing I'm I sort of vaguely knew this a bit, but. He's now fully moved to Dubai. He lives there. His kids go to school there. I don't. I don't think I knew that he was so sort of involved okay. and um, part of the scenery in this part of the world. Um, but when he said he said today, when he said his kids go to school there, um, it made me think of the the Dubai Desert Classic. Um, Stephen Gallagher um, played in the Ryder Cup. On home soil in 2014 but he was well best known for having an incredible record in the dubai desert classic um and, and when it was saying well he was scottish well, how come and he said well he, he used to take his family on holiday there every year so he knew it it's like a special place for him so maybe tommy fleetwood it, it's getting towards that level uh, with him as well i mean he's so embedded in the place you, you've seen down the years henrik stenson lived there Used to go on and win big events in Dubai, uh, so I wonder if Tommy Fleetwood uh, can do something similar. Um, you know,
0: we said last week about Houston. I'd played the course. I played this mm-hmm. one as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's, you told me that. Yeah, it's a long old the Earth course. Mm. Yeah, it's a long old beast, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it was good oh, fun that though. You yeah. get your um, you get your little uh, buggy with the sat nav in it and everything it's uh, and then I think you, we got to the. Uh, the seventh hole, I think it came off the seventh green and you get back into your buggy and it's got a notice up saying, would you like any drinks or burgers or anything at the, uh, at the turn? And you can order your food and
1: things and then you're off again. It's great. Very nice. yeah,
0: yeah. Very nice. Very civilized.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Tommy Flea, would he, he's not got the same sort of record that Fitzpatrick has, but he was runner up here in 2019, Uh was 10th, 2020. So it's not bad. It was pretty good. Really? Hmm. Um, and he's obviously, he's won other events in um, Abu Dhabi, um, in Dubai. So in the United Arab Emirates, let's get the region correct. Uh, he won the Abu Dhabi Championship twice. So he's he's a winner in this part of the world. Now he's it's his family home. Um, and then that thing about needing to drive the ball well, well, if you look at some of his uh, driving stats, they were a little bit, in and out, but he was 16th for strokes gained off the tee in South Africa as he was in the open de Espana. So that part of his game um, is looking strong again. And yeah, just, just this kind of added local angle. That's, that's the, the thing that you would have thought, well, he's on the shortlist anyway, but yeah, the fact that he plays here an awful lot now, um, just t- maybe just think of Stephen Gallagher and, and him sort of cashing in on that kind of extra knowledge of the place. So I thought he was a uh, big enough price at 16 to have an each way bet. Yes, Matt
0: Fitzpatrick, nine to one on the nose, and Tommy Fleetwood, 16 to one, um, six places each way with uh, a whole host of bookies there. Just shop around, you'll find that price uh, pretty uh, open for you everywhere you look.
1: This is Late Tea Time, the Golf Betting Podcast. This is Late Tea Time, the last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. Let's
0: uh, have a look then to the uh, RSM Classic and the top end of the market there. So you uh, got Brian Harmon, he's the uh, market leader, 20 to 1 for him. Tom Hogue is 25, he's got Seamus Power 25s, as is Jason Day, 28 to 1 for Taylor Montgomery and uh, 33 to 1 for Keith Mitchell DT.
1: Yeah, I feel, having put up too short-priced golfers in Dubai, we need to go a bit longer here. Are we, um, we going to get a nice big chunky one? Yeah, so i found a 100-to-1 chance. Oh, uh, I like your style. Which is nice. Um Sepp Strarka. Um Can you guess where he's from? Sepp Strarka's from Sweden.
0: No. Norway. Denmark you need to move a bit
1: south, a bit across. Czechoslovakia? Uh, think of a snowy region. Well, uh, we could go along with this.
0: Uh, the snowy region? Go, we have to go to snowy region.
1: Stratka. So, St- Sepp. Think of who, what's Sepp? What sort of Christian name is that from? Have you heard of the German goalkeeper Sepp Meyer? Yes. He's from Germany. Next door. Oh, <laughs> God. Poland. Uh, Austria. Yes. Yay. He's yeah. yeah. Austrian. <laughs> I um, think I get no points in the quiz there. Yeah, terrible. Um, <laughs> but let me just bring up uh, his stats here. He, um, he's got some local history as well. Uh He went to the University of Georgia. So he is a uh, Georgia Bulldog. Uh, He knows this place very well indeed. Uh, So they've interviewed him today, and he said, yes, I love this place. Played junior golf here, played SECs here, uh, Southeastern Conference when he was with Georgia. Um, Love coming to this tournament. Um, I've never played well here, but I'm hoping this is my year. So that's the, hmm, that's Mm -hmm. not ideal, is it? Um, So I look to see how badly he played. Yeah, it's not great. Um, He's missed the cut three times. 2020 was tied 44th, although in in that tied 44th, he had rounds of 63 and 66. Um, It's one of these things where there's no good reason why he shouldn't play well here because it's a seaside course. He's from Georgia. He's played it a lot. Um, if you look at some of the courses that the form correlates well with, he was um, he had a near miss at Hilton Head earlier this year, don't I know, because I was on him at hundreds and he just needed to par the last, I think, to get in a playoff hmm. and couldn't do it, but he finished third there. Um, and then in two of his last eight starts, he's finished runner-up, so he's in pretty good form, finished runner-up at St. At Jude, and TPC Southwind is another course that correlates well with Sea Island this week. Uh, Runner-up in the Sanderson Farms. So if you go through his form, it's it's either it's a bit boom or bust. It, there's a lot of miscuts in there, but when he pops or when he plays his best golf, yeah, he can get right in there. And a couple of others, they interviewed today in Georgia. They interviewed uh, Brian Harmony, you said, was favourite, and Harris English, and they were both kind of, praising him to the hilt, saying what a good player he is. Um, and then if you think, well, that course form is kind of bugging me, because until you've done it there, maybe you think, well, I, I want him I want him to prove he can play well there. Well, let me give you the example of um, Seamus Power. Can you guess where he's from? He's from Ireland. Yes, good. <laughs> I,
0: know, I know he's from Ireland. Yeah.
1: So Seamus Power... Uh, last year he came here having missed the cut on all four occasions. Last year, um, as I say, no course form at all and yet he played well on these similar type of courses. So you were thinking, yeah. why doesn't he play well here? Well, last year, following that form of missed cut, missed cut, missed cut, missed cut, he finished fourth. So that kind of helps prove the fact that I think Strepsak, Sepp Straka strep that sounds better, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Can, in theory, play this course really, really well, and the thing is, he's a hundred to one. Mm. I know, that's a crazy old price for someone. In 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 most sports, you only need
0: to raise your level by a smidgen, don't you? Mm. And all of a sudden, you're on a different on a, on a different plane. So he only yeah. needs to uh, get off to a decent start and just raise his level a little bit, and he could be in the hunt. And if
1: he w- if, if if this was just a kind of stylistic thing, where well. He just doesn't play well on these sort of seaside short courses. You think ah, it's not, but he does. He plays well on them. Yeah. That one at Hilton Head, also in the Carolinas. So not far away. He nearly won that. So I think under to one, it's a dangerous hole, but I wouldn't lay him at that price at, at all because whatever his form, he, he can get if a string of miscuts like week after week, and then he'll suddenly click. And then I th- and then I think you know the conditions are there for him to to do so. So I, I don't see how a player of his ability that that I mean he won the the Honda Classic earlier this year again that was on a Bermuda grass kind of windy track held off um, Shane Lowry and it, it got the weather got quite grotty near the end and I think it's going to blow a bit this week but it's all stuff he's he's excelled in before and thrived in before so. 100 to 1, I thought that's a, a great each-way price. It was just nice to hear kind of that extra links to the place that he's got. We can get 100 to 1, eight places with Skybet. Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So he doesn't need to win the thing to, to land a, a decent return
1: on, on I mean, that basis. Yeah, but if, he, if he's won the Honda Classic, he could well win the thing because that's yeah. a, you know, a, a pretty big event compared to this one. I mean, the, the field... Was, has been weak and Tony Fina was the big favourite who won last week, a week after we tipped him, by the way. Um, so he's pulled out. So you look at that front end, if Brian Harmon's the favourite in the field, it's not the best field, is it? So Seth Starker to be 100 to 1 in a field like this. Have it. Have, Have it. it.
0: I mean, yeah, and every now and again, um, we we come up with a big price on this podcast. It wouldn't be the first time. So uh, Sepp Stracker, the Austrian, could be uh, carrying our money um, through till a Sunday with, uh, well, very nice pockets. Uh, um, Yeah, I like that. I'm going to have a, a couple of my pounds on that as well.
1: And I wouldn't as well. I wouldn't put anyone off. I mean, maybe you're putting some eggs in baskets, but I wouldn't put anyone off doubling him up with, say, Fleetwood each way.
0: Mm. Yeah. So Tommy Fleetwood at 16-1, yeah, to one, six places, and Sepp Stracker, 100-1, um, to one, eight places. You could get a nice little double. Well, it'd be a massive double, that, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Oh, be a very or, tasty or, double. Yeah, or doubling with Fitzpatrick, if you... Yeah. Because um, I can't think one of those two won't place. So mm. and if Stracker comes off, yeah, it could be a big old week. The <laughs> DT, you're an absolute
0: genius as always. Thank you very much for your time and your information on the uh, golf that's coming up. And uh, yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick, nine to one. Tommy Fleetwood, 16 to one, six places to win the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. And the Austrian, as I found out today, Sepp Stracker, 100 to one each way. You can get eight places with Skybet on him to uh, win the RSM Classic. DT, thank you very much. Everybody out there, thank you uh, for watching. As always, and we'll be back again around about the same time next week for more of DT's Golf Tips on the Late Tea Time Podcast. We'll see you then. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information.
1: Podcast Network.